If your child is on summer break, chances are good that you've already started hearing, I'm bored. What are you supposed to do when that happens? And why is it actually a good thing when your child is bored? We're going to cover all of that and then some in today's episode. Stay tuned. Parenting. It's the hardest job we'll ever do. Most of us are tired, stressed, and counting the minutes until bedtime. But what if raising kids could feel just a little lighter? I'm Dr. Hillary, a licensed psychologist and mama of three. And you're listening to the Raised Resilient Podcast, where each week we tackle tough parenting topics, and I help decode behavior and empower you with tools and strategies so that even the hardest moments make more sense. Because parenting is hard, no matter how you do it. But I can help you go from barely surviving to parenting in a way that feels good for you and your child. So warm up your coffee and grab your earbuds. It's time to raise resilient kids. Hey friends, welcome back to Raised Resilient. I'm your host, Dr. Hillary, and I am so glad you're here. Today's episode is part of my summer mini cast where I'm doing a series of really short to the point, hopefully really helpful episodes that will help you get through your summer with more peace, connection, and joy. Last week, I shared four tips to help you encourage your child to play independently for longer and more often. And I alluded to this week's episode where I'm gonna talk about why you should let your child be bored. So I'm going to share four reasons that it's really important that you let your child experience the feeling of boredom and that you don't rush to entertain them or come up with a list of things they could do and you just let them feel that uncomfortable feeling. And then I'm going to talk about a few really practical ways to actually allow space for boredom because it can be really challenging and we can sort of be fighting against our instincts. We want to go in and make our kids feel more comfortable. We want to fix this for them, but we have to resist that urge. So I'm going to help you think about how to do that. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you of a wonderful free resource that I have called Six Mindset Shifts to Ditch the Overwhelm and Parent in a Way that Feels Good. This resource is the place to start if you are feeling frustrated or overwhelmed by parenting right now. If you're already at the point in your kid's summer break where you are constantly threatening punishments or finding yourself in power struggles, this resource is going to help you get back to a place where you feel in control and connected to your child. Go to raisedresilient.com forward slash mindset and you can grab your copy today totally free and it will also get you access to my weekly newsletter, which is where you're going to hear about any offerings that I have, where you're going to hear parenting tips, stories from my own real life, some of which I share on the podcast and some of which are just for the newsletter because I don't always share all the same things in all the places, right? But most importantly, I do have some really exciting offerings that I am working on and you're going to be the first to know if you are subscribed to my newsletter. So go grab your copy today if you have not already done that. And now without further ado, let's jump into four reasons that you should let your child be bored. The first reason you should let your child experience the feeling of boredom is because boredom is a feeling. So just like when our kids are feeling sad or mad or anxious or jealous, we want to hold space for that boredom. We don't want to rush in and fix it, but it gets tricky, right? Because most of us learned to move away from feelings. We learned that feelings need to stop in order for us to feel emotionally safe because we were raised to move away from our feelings. And so we're going to want to jump in and do something like this. Oh, you're bored. Okay, well, why don't you go get out your dinosaurs? You haven't played with those in a really long time. Or maybe we can turn on the sprinklers and go play outside. 
Why don't you guys put on a puppet show? That would be fun. Why don't you go into the garage and get out the sidewalk chalk? Or let's do an art project. Here, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. Let me get out all the supplies. Let's do an art project. It's really uncomfortable to sit in boredom. It's uncomfortable because we have this antsy feeling. We have this sort of antsy energy that we don't know what to do with. It's uncomfortable for us as adults. It's uncomfortable for our kids. And so we are going to want to jump in and fix it, especially because again, that's how we were raised is fix the feelings, get away from them as quickly as possible because they are not emotionally safe. But that is not true. Boredom is a feeling just like any other feeling. And so it is not your job to fix feelings. It is your job to hold space for feelings. So we're going to talk after I share four reasons why you should let your child be bored. We're going to talk about how to actually hold space for boredom, how that might sound. But remember, it is not your job to fix the feeling of boredom any more than it's your job to fix any other feeling. Your job is to let it be, to empathize, to hold space, but ultimately to let it be, to let your child feel. Our kids are going to be faced with boredom so many times in their lives, and we want them to have practice sitting with that feeling and moving through it. And they never get that practice if we jump in and fix it. Okay, so the second reason that you should let your child be bored is that it's not your job to entertain your child. So just like it's not your job to fix your child's feelings, it's not your job to entertain your child. You are not a cruise ship director, right? And doing that, acting like you are the cruise ship director, coming up with every next activity for your child takes their job away from them. And it interferes with really important developmental needs. Children learn about the world and process their experiences through play. And in order for them to really get into their play, we have to let them be bored. We have to stop entertaining them and give them the space to choose that next activity. If we schedule and structure our child's every moment We are not giving them the space to engage in the really important developmentally appropriate play activities that they need in order to grow and develop and continue to learn about the world. Play is the work of childhood. And when we act as cruise ship directors, we actually get in the way of that super important process. And what will happen if we do constantly and continuously overschedule and overstructure our kids' days with extracurriculars or us coming up with every next activity, here's what will happen. Our kids will eventually stop playing. I have seen this so many times with the kids I've worked with in therapy, with the families I've supported through parent support work. They will come in and talk about emotional struggles that their child is having. And one of the things we figure out is that that child is no longer playing, even though they still have the developmental need to play. They've been overstructured and overscheduled and maybe given screen time as a fix for boredom, which is going to, over time, erode a child's ability to engage in developmentally appropriate play because there's no space to do that. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I am not anti-screen time. I actually have a whole episode on screen time and my best practices for screen time, but I do highly recommend that you don't use it as a cure for boredom. So if you're using screens when your child comes to you and says, I don't know what to do, I'm bored. And you say, okay, fine, here's your iPad, right? 
that is going to erode your child's capacity to engage in the kinds of play that they need to grow and develop. Now, I'm not saying if you do that once or once in a while, it's a big deal, but if that becomes your default response to I'm bored is to hand your child an iPad or a remote control, that over time is going to cause your child to stop playing and kids need to play. Even our teens need to engage in some developmentally appropriate play activities. And honestly, even as adults, we need play. That's a whole separate episode that I will do at some point. But it's really important that we don't get in the way of our child's need to play. We need unstructured periods of time during our kids' days so that they have the space to go and get involved in developmentally appropriate play activities. So it is not your job to entertain your child. And when you do, you're getting in the way of your child's job, which is to entertain themselves within the environment and with the resources that you as the parent have provided. So the third reason that you should let your child be bored is because boredom is the gateway to creativity and independent play. Here's what will happen if you get out of your child's way when they're bored and you hold space and you validate and you empathize with the feeling, but you don't fix it. What will happen? And I should say that this often happens outside of our comfort zone, meaning that we are starting to think, okay, my kid's never going to choose something to do. This is really uncomfortable. I should really just jump in and suggest something right after we get to that point where we want to suggest something because it is so uncomfortable sitting in that boredom with our child. That's when your child is going to say to you, oh, I know what to do. And they are going to run off and go do the thing. And it is usually something that is incredibly creative and wonderful for their development. I have seen this happen with my own kids time and time again. And again, it is always just past my threshold of comfort sitting in that feeling with them. And then right when I think it's not going to work and I start to question my own teachings, that's when my kids run off and go, okay, I thought of something. So hang in there with your child because boredom truly is the gateway to creativity and independent play. And independent play, if you have not listened to my episode last week, and I have a whole other longer episode on independent play, go and listen to those because really and truly independent play is so incredibly important for our kids, but it is so good for us as parents too. So definitely you want to be building that in for your child. And boredom is what allows that to happen. Our kids need to be bored in order to springboard into these creative endeavors and this creative play that they so desperately need. And the last reason related to what I just said about independent play being self-care for us as adults, the last reason you should let your child be bored is that you deserve time to yourself. And letting your child experience boredom as opposed to constantly giving them activities to do frees up your time, space, and mental energy to have time for self-care, to do the things you need to get done around the house so that you feel sane. These are important things. They allow you to show up as the parent you want to be, and also you deserve to prioritize yourself. And so it's really important that you allow space for and encourage and foster an environment that encourages independent play. Letting your child be bored is the first step to getting there. Okay, so now that I've hopefully convinced you that you should let your child experience boredom, let's talk about how that might look in practice. 
So again, I want to acknowledge that it's going to be uncomfortable to let your child be bored. It's going to feel uncomfortable for you and it's going to feel uncomfortable for your child. And I think just acknowledging that can go a really long way in making it more tolerable. So your child comes to you and says, I'm bored. And you say, I hear you. I get how uncomfortable it can be to feel bored. I really get that. I feel bored too sometimes and it's uncomfortable for me too. Just like with any other feeling, we want to help our kids understand what's happening for them in their bodies. And then we also want to help them feel less alone with that feeling. So when you validate and empathize and share your own experience with boredom, you're doing exactly that. And that's meeting the need in that moment, even if it doesn't feel like it. And then you can say to your child, I know it's really uncomfortable to be bored, but I know you're going to figure out the next right thing to do. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. Now, saying that might prompt some exasperated sighs from your child, right? Your child's probably not going to say, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I'm just going to go figure out what I'm going to do next, right? That's probably not going to happen because again, they're dealing with an uncomfortable feeling in that moment. So they're probably not going to seem thrilled with you. And that is okay. I cannot emphasize enough to you to trust the process. Every time I trust the process and sit through my own discomfort when my kids are bored, they always come up with something to do just a few seconds after I think I can't tolerate it anymore. So just trust the process, okay? Your confidence is going to go a long way to helping your child feel confident that they can trust the process and sit through the discomfort of being bored. And then this is another place where an ounce of preparation can go a long way. So can you sit down with your child at a random moment and just have a conversation about feeling bored, about how it's a feeling, how it's so normal and healthy, and how it can be the gateway to so many fun and creative ideas. You can also let your child know that it's probably going to feel uncomfortable to feel bored. You can let them know that they're going to probably want you to come up with ideas for what they can do next and that you're not going to do that. And you can talk about how that's not you being mean, even though it might feel that way in the moment, but it's you doing what you know is best for them. And then you can also have your child ahead of time come up with a list of ideas themselves of things they might do when they feel bored. You can let them know boredom is a feeling. It's normal. It's natural. We all feel that way sometimes. And while you're home on summer break, you're going to have more chunks of unstructured time. And so you're probably going to feel bored more often. That's okay. That's normal. And we can plan for it. Come up with a list together. If your child can write, they can write the items down on their own. If your child can't write yet, maybe you can write the items down, but they can draw pictures to represent the items. And then hang that list somewhere they can see it and ask them how they might use that list next time they feel bored. So maybe they're going to go to their room and look at it until they come up with something that feels like the next right thing to do. Or maybe they're going to want you to remind them, hey, remember you made that list? However it feels helpful, you can support them in using that list so that next time they feel bored, they have a place to start in thinking of ideas. And this is different than you coming up with ideas because these are ideas that their brain came up with. There are probably going to be days where even things from that list don't feel right because boredom, again, by nature, it's a feeling where we're kind of listless and we don't know what to do next. That's okay. But preparing your child for what it might feel like to be bored and preparing them with a plan can go a long way, even if you don't exactly use that plan when the time comes. So 
I hope that's helpful. I hope this empowers you to resist the urge to come up with the next thing for your child to do and the next and the next and the next all summer because that's gonna exhaust you and it's gonna get in the way of your child's needs getting met. So you can take that pressure off of yourself, lean into the boredom. I know it's hard, but I know you can do it. And until next time, we've got this. I so appreciate you listening and being here. It really means the world to me. And if you are enjoying this podcast, leave a review and share with someone who could use this message. I really and truly believe that this is how we change the world. We spread the word about raising resilient kids, about being cycle breakers. So share this podcast, leave a review, and let's spread the word about raising resilient kids. Until next time, we've got this.